podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Niners Unrestricted. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, how you doing today? I'm so good and I want to talk about why I'm so good. Let's get to why I'm so good. Can we please talk about it already? Yeah, did did something happen? Has there been any breaking news about the 49ers that we've been trying to talk about all um, offseason? Hey, funny you ask, but uh, yeah, Trey Lance actually threw a really good pass um, in training camp and so that's what's got me really excited. You're right. Funny to ask because there was big breaking news for the 49ers yesterday, Sunday, the last day of July, July 31st, Debo Samuel signed a contract extension. How are we feeling about this, Daniel? Uh, about the deal specifically or just the fact that he's re-signed? Let's, any other, I, throw I it at me. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier that he's re-signed. Um, excited that it has finally come. Obviously not a fan of how long it's taken. Don't like all the drama that's come with it. Um, I never got to a point where I was thinking, okay, there's so much drama. Let's just not even do it. Um, I don't, I think that's a silly way to look at it, but I have heard people with that opinion and I like some, like I get why they think that I just disagree, but I get where they're coming from. Um, But Debo Samuel signed a three-year extension worth up to $73.5 million, $58.1 million guaranteed. Yep, and that comes out That's a lot to, of money. I think he's it's over $24 million a year. It is a, a lot of money. He got paid. He also got only a three-year deal, which it sounds like was kind of a contention for, for the team. This puts Debo in a position where in three years – ideally still in his prime he can hit free agency again which is i can understand wanting to do that daniel my my initial thought was honestly that it was less money than i expected i i thought we'd hit more to be honest i was very pleasantly surprised yeah. i thought uh, i had that would... same thought yeah i i thought he'd want to be the highest paid uh, nfl receiver but he clearly yeah. was okay slotting in behind Tyreek and a few other guys. Yeah. I was a little confused um by the, the, the money amount as well, just because it didn't seem like uh anything else was a factor other than the fact that he wasn't getting paid enough. Um I know earlier on we thought there was, but I think later on it was it was truly just the the money was the main issue and uh, DK Metcalf got just about the same deal and DK is a great receiver, but I would rather have Debo or I feel like Debo deserves to be paid more. He's done more totally this last season, last two seasons. DK has struggled to be healthy. He's been on a, a lesser, a much lesser team uh, in the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but he got, I mean, it's literally the same contract. Three years, I believe, for both. Yeah, and he's getting like seventy-two million dollars. Yeah, three-year yeah, extension. Their agent worth maybe just seventy-two million dollars. Yeah, I think, yeah. So I, I don't. Think I don't once, really get. Yeah, 
once I saw DK signed his deal, I was like pretty, pretty sure that meant that Debo was going to be next because those guys were clearly trying to get their extensions done. Debo clearly wanted to be the last of this class of receivers with him and AJ Brown and uh, Terry McLaurin to sign so that he could get the most money. I, I think the, the other good news coming out of this is that as of now, we haven't seen anything like a clause in the contract that would like limit Debo's usage as a running back, which was something we talked about as potentially being an issue as we, we heard about all the potential contention around Debo's usage that the wide back role that he invent that Kyle Shanahan kind of invented for him last year. We thought maybe there was going to be a clause in the contract limiting the amount of times he could line up in the backfield or something like that. There very well mm. could be, as we saw with the Kyler Murray situation last week, it can take a couple of days for all the details of a contract to leak. We'll probably discuss that more later in this, this very episode. So it, it could totally be, there was something in there, but as of now, it doesn't seem like, there was anything about Debo's usage and like we both kind of talked about, I think we, we both think that that was more of some negotiation and posturing from, from Debo's camp. Very, very good timing. Uh, today, August 1st is the first day the 49ers are going to put on pads at practice and Debo had been kind of working out by himself on the side until he got the deal done. So he'll be a nice addition to, to the offense in, in training camp. Yeah. Uh, could not be more excited. I think it's a win-win all around. The 49ers paid Debo. He deserves to be paid. And now Debo will be able to hit free agency either hopefully again in his prime and hopefully the 49ers pay him again. And and hopefully this negotiation was a little less nasty than we thought hearing about it on social media and that the, the team and Debo are still kind of kind of going to be on the same page. I don't know. Daniel, any any final thoughts on the on the Debo signing? Yeah, my one thought is uh, I'm thinking about A.J. Brown's comments, uh, but I'm more so concerned with all these guys in the same draft class, these similar guys. You got Terry McLaurin, you got A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and D.K. Metcalf. They're all getting their deals because it's their year altogether, their class. Um, And I'm curious to see how they perform next year. They're all getting big extensions or – AJ Brown was traded and then got an extension, but everybody else is in their original home. And I'm really curious to see how that goes. And I'm curious to see how them getting paid big money affects their play this next year. And I'm curious to see who essentially plays the best coming out of their, their massive contract. Honestly, Um, I'm curious to see who, who does best in that and who, who it's not who's worth the money, but who who's going to take that and run with it rather than be like, ah, I'm good. I can chill. So I'm excited to see that. Curious to see how that goes. Um, but yes, extremely excited that we have Debo back and curious to see what that means for Nick Bosa now. Um, don't think uh, there's too much to get into about his contract, but if you look on Whatever sports app you use, I'm sure there's a lot of memes or comments about, hey, is it Bosa's turn? And uh, yeah, it is Bosa's turn. So we'll see how long we have to wait for his contract. But um, I certainly see that that is in the future. It is worth noting that. So we'll see if that happens during camp or, or when that takes place. Yeah, when it comes to to Bosa, we did see John Lynch was asked about that at one of the, I think maybe the first training and camp press Terry. conference, and he kind of said that 
hey, you know, we want to pay Nick Bosa. He's going to be paid. Normally, we do sign extensions only when there's one year left on the contract, which lines up for Debo. Since Debo wasn't a first-round pick, it's only a four-year deal on that rookie deal. But with uh, Nick Bosa being a first-round pick, there's that fifth-year option. Sure. So that kind of lines up as well yeah. in that the Lynch is kind of hinting that it might be another year before we get a Nick Bosa deal signed. But but yeah, Debo Debo Samuel is back on the team, and I would imagine that the 49ers offense is very excited to have him rejoining them for uh, for the next stage of training camp as pads come on. And that kind of leads into our next topic, which is uh, training camp is here. All of the hype is out. The first big news of training camp is Kyle Shanahan said it. Uh, Trey Lance is the guy. No questions, no ifs, ands, or buts about the 49ers starting quarterback this year. It's uh, it's time for Trey Lance. And with that means it is time for America's favorite podcast segment, Trey Watch. And the reason I bring this up is because so far, it hasn't been the best camp for Trey. He's supposedly made, making some spectacular throws, but the, uh, the 49ers offense is currently getting whooped by the 49ers defense. Daniel, how do we feel about that? Yeah, part of me, I've seen the same thing, that they're getting whooped by the defense, right? But part of me thinks that that's encouraging because we know our offense is going to be just fine. Trey's got so much potential. Now that we finally have Debo involved, we've got Kittle, we've got some other weapons in there, Ayuk plus our run game. I'm not worried about the offense as much. So I think I'm honestly a little encouraged to see that our offense is struggling because of our defense here. Um, one of my favorite things that I saw in the last couple of weeks is Richard Sherman praising the Niners secondary. Him talking about how much that, how much noise there's going to be around this Niners defense, but specifically the secondary, uh, to see the ways that Emmanuel Mosley he was talking about as a threat. Jimmy Ward has played at an elite level, according to the legendary cornerback. Um, talking about how Ambry Thomas and Talanoa Hufunga are going to be forces to be reckoned with. Um, he was just praising the secondary. I love that. I'm excited to see them compete. We know our linebackers and defensive line are going to be just fine. Um, hopefully Armstead has a better start to the year than he did last year, but I'm not too worried about Bosa and whoever is on the other side with him and, and Warner and the rest of our linebacker guys like I think it's encouraging to see our defense giving our offense a hard time totally I I love to see it too it is worth noting Eric Armstead did I think have a minor MCL sprain sounds like he's gonna be out of camp for a couple weeks but nothing nothing major there I'm, I'm guessing it's one of those injuries that if it was the season he'd probably be out there but the other thing Richard Sherman said that made me feel very encouraged is in response to one of the many, many tweets out there, I'm sure, uh, bashing Trey for these interceptions and the offense not being able to really compete or the offense kind of getting picked a lot by the defense. And Richard Sherman Sherman said, hey, you know, training camp, the defense is always up to speed more quickly, quickly than the offense. Like this is normal. So that was cool to hear from a guy who who would know that, who very famously uh, was told he was being too mean to his starting quarterback in training camp when he was with with Seattle. 
but so that was that was reassuring for me to hear from someone like Sherm that hey you know this team this, it's going to be fine don't freak out about Trey and by all accounts Trey is carrying himself like a starting quarterback and has some spectacular plays the other thing about the Niners defense that's been really cool to hear is Charvarius Ward is just apparently apparently dominating just out there just being like a true coverage corner and I think we've we've both talked about how excited we are to have Ward on the team and I mean this is just another another feather in that cap of how how great he's going to be so super fun to hear about the the offense as well seeing seeing some minor highlights did you hear daniel about uh fred uh, fred warner has apparently been really going at at brandon Ayuk this season this off season really really chirping him during during training camp did you see yeah, this i actually watched an interview with fred where a reporter asked him and he was like oh i chose him i i went after him i, I he's my guy i've chosen to bother and annoy this off season um and i thought that was pretty great uh fun to hear that fred's doing that yeah pretty cool to hear fred warner be like yeah i chose to go at this guy because he can be good and very funny to hear brandon Ayuk be like yeah he's annoying like i'm annoyed with him that is funny yeah the I pads are coming on. Trent Williams has been back. The offensive line, this has been kind of in shambles. Mike McGlinchey hasn't really been playing. Jalen Moore at right guard, I think. Um, who was playing at right tackle? Who was playing left tackle? But uh, Trent Williams will be back. He had, I think, a, a child born uh, the first couple of days of camp. So he he just arrived. But some really good news is that from what I've seen from the beat reporters, Aaron Banks has been the 49ers best lineman so far this offseason. Now, keep in mind that Trent Williams hasn't been playing, but pretty cool to hear that Banks has been good. The other guy who has been forget at what spot, but has taken every first team snap or had taken the majority of first team snacks was what snaps was rookie Spencer Burford out of uh, UTSA, who's an offensive lineman. So I was, I was excited and encouraged to hear that he's, he's been out there. I want to say maybe at left guard or no, that was Aaron Banks, but somewhere out there on the line. So, so I hope Burford and Banks can, can really live up to that potential. We, we talked about how Banks, the 49ers are, are making it sound like he's going to be ready to go at that left guard spot. So that'll be great to see as well. And the, the center position, it seems like it's going back and forth between, I think it was Brunskill and uh, and Jake Brendel so far. The other guy to keep an eye on is uh, rookie Donovan West, undrafted free agent. Those are the three names I'd keep an eye at. Seems like Brendel's through, still the front runner, but, but who knows, you know? Daniel, anything else out of out of training camp so far you want to want to make sure we talk about before we hit a few other uh, breaking news points? Hey, something that we forgot to chat about, and it, it kind of made sense to to announce it, or I'm sure we've known about it, but talk about it in our contracts conversation, uh, is that D Ford has been released by the 49ers. And so yes, that right. plays a part into our Nick Bosa comment extension possibly maybe happening absolutely in the future. Um, his contract was a big one, and that being gone, Debo's extension getting sorted out. So having extension sorted out, D Ford's contract gone, which I think is a phenomenal idea. He barely played. He wasn't even that effective when he played. He wasn't able to handle many snaps in a game. Now we've got Drake Jackson and Samson Ebicum ready to go. I think it's a great move. Um, especially to help lock both up on the other side. And I'm sure there's guys in the future, in the next couple of years, that we're going to want to be paying more than we want to be paying D Ford. So I'm a big fan of this release. 
no hard feelings to D Ford, but it has not yeah. worked out for the 49ers and having him here. Yeah, D Ford's run with the 49ers was was really just a bummer, I think. That that's kind of how I think about it. It was it was it was just a bummer. Like I I had hoped for a lot from Ford and it just didn't live up to what we were what we yep. were hoping for. I am excited for Drake Jackson to step into that role opposite Nick Bosa, but yeah, bummer for Ford. Hopefully he can get healthy and maybe make an impact somewhere else, but just really plagued by injuries. On on the topic of bummers and training camp, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Maurice Hurst, uh, one of the 49ers many many talented defensive linemen, tore his bicep at did. camp the other day. It sounds like he's Sounds like he's going to be out for the season based on just kind of preliminary comments from Shanahan. I did see some people saying on Twitter that that it's not impossible that he works his way back in maybe around December or something, which would would be awesome because that'd be some nice needed relief. But just a bummer. Hurst battled up an injury last season, too, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but he only played two games with the 49ers last year and now potentially missing the season with this torn bicep. Just an, an all around bummer for a talented player yet. Yeah. Daniel, any thoughts well, on that Well, it's just one? kind of the same story with D Ford where Hurst has been good with the Raiders and uh, we were excited to have him with us. He was one of our lineman depth guys, defensive lineman depth. Um, I liked him, was excited to see what he can do, was excited for a healthy season with him, hopefully getting some more playing time in there. Um, so sad that it's not going to happen again this year. Similar thing with D Ford where – I feel like they've had better, they've had good careers, but they just have not been able to stay healthy with the Niners. Um, especially D Ford has had a lot of injuries in the past and seemed to have gotten pretty healthy before coming to the Niners. Um, and then got hit with a, a big plague of injuries. But uh, yeah, curious to see how long it does take for Hurst to truly recover. I've seen people come back from this like quicker than expected, but it's you know he's not we're not I'm not rushing for him to get back take take your time get healthy uh we'll be okay without you no offense Maurice um but get healthy take care of yourself and then come be a force with us because that'd be cool yeah I agree hopefully he can get healthy and, and all the best the good news is the 49ers have a very deep D line room so hopefully we can we can bounce back for that but obviously you you hurt for Maurice Hurst, the person, and just hope he can he can bounce yeah, back. From the this Niners one. did add um, two guys to the defensive line uh, just this last week. One from a former Arizona Cardinal, and I believe the other was a former Indianapolis Colt. Is that correct? Um, yeah. I am going to butcher one of their last names, but here we go. They signed defensive lineman Robert. Gosh, why am I so bad at names? And Kem Dichie, we'll go with that. He is the former Cardinal, and I believe uh, Tomasi Lulil, we'll go with that, uh, was our new lineman from the Colts, former defensive lineman for the Colts, both of them to one-year deals. So I'm assuming they're going to compete for Hurst's spot for a while, or uh, maybe someone else will fall off and they'll both get added on, but... Either way, I think there'll be there'll be some some depth pieces if they can fight and make the roster. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good opportunity for any any interior defensive lineman with uh, Hurst out and now Armstead out for the next few weeks of camp. If if you're an interior offensive lineman hoping to make an impact, this is this is your moment for the 49ers with you know the best defensive line coaching staff in the NFL. Uh, final bit of training camp news I got is Jimmy Garoppolo is there. He's working out on his own off to the side. He did some throwing in front of the media the other day, which is clearly just the 49ers trying to to get a team to bite on a trade for him. So he's there. He continues to be a class act. Um, nothing but love and respect for Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers have been very clear that they, they don't expect him to be on the final regular season roster, but but he is there and he is he is working out off to the side. And yeah, uh, good, good to hear he's throwing again. And yeah. Related to the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, speculation, some the biggest NFL breaking news of the day. It came out this morning. Currently, Deshaun Watson's suspension after the mutual arbitration, that's probably not the right term, is going to be six games this season. That's a little smaller than many thought. But currently, it's sitting at six games. Roger Goodell does have the ability to change that suspension if okay, he I wants thought so. to. I, wasn't sure. I don't expect him to. Yeah, I don't expect him to just because so much of the NFL's current structuring of this disciplinary process was to take discipline out of Goodell's hands due to the reaction of how he had handled other issues in similar years. I expect that because of that, he'll probably keep it as it is. But I mean, I I don't know for sure. He definitely might might expand it. Uh but currently it's sitting at six games. If it stays at six games, I think that pretty much rules out the Browns as a possible Jimmy Garoppolo destination. I think they were kind of already ruled out, but six games I don't think is enough for for Jimmy to get moved there. So I I think that officially kind of means he's not getting traded and it the 49ers will will release him, but they'll probably hold on to him for a few more weeks. Um they don't have to start making cuts or anything yet. Uh, to see if someone someone gets injured or something, but yeah, I don't know. Daniel, six games pretty much rules out Cleveland as a destination. Oh, I I, I don't even think. Uh, well, I guess I was gonna say I think a year would have ruled not wouldn't have ruled them out, but I just don't know if it would have happened. Um, yeah, it seems it like just, they're not interested. If they haven't been interested yet, even with the surgery going on and whatnot, I I just don't think it's gonna happen. Um, the Seahawks are obviously still the front runner. Um, a lot of people still think that the the Texans are a good option, and I think that's just because the Texans are the Texans. Um, but I certainly think that they're like, hey, we're uh, we're in a new spot, and we're just gonna go with Davis Mills, and we're gonna run with them because we're not. Everyone knows they're not trying to compete quite yet. Um, so no, I do not think the Browns are a destination. Uh. I I really think that it's it's Seahawks or bust, um, or if if some team later on and once the season gets going, of course, in my mind they go, hey, we need a backup. We'll we'll sign you as a backup, and you will make backup quarterback money. Um, well, yeah, he might make I, closer to Mitchell Trubisky money, but that kind of is what seems to be backup quarter backup quarterback money now. Yeah, I. I think it's going to be a release. I I am would be pretty surprised at this point if he's traded. Um maybe the for, the 49ers are probably hoping somebody gets injured, which is kind of a sad thing to hope for, but you you understand it. Maybe opening up a potential destination. Maybe there's somebody out there who just really loves Jimmy Garoppolo and wants to bring him in, but I 
I would be pretty surprised if he was traded at this point. And I expect him to be released in, within the next month or two. Definitely before before the regular season. Yeah. Now to I think it's time, Daniel, to move on from training camp to uh talk a little divisional breakdown, right? We're gonna break down the other other teams in the 49ers division and then uh wrap up with our favorite segment of schedule yep. prediction. So Daniel, wanna wanna start bringing us through this one? We'll talk through any big offseason changes you need to know about the 49ers divisional rivals. Yeah, we're gonna start let's start on the bottom, which means the Seattle Seahawks. Um they yeah. have done quite a lot <laughs> this offseason, if I do say so. Um their team looks different. Yeah. We're used to seeing Russell Wilson under center there. Uh, now it looks like they're going to be going with Geno Smith, who's been the backup there for a number of years, and he'll be backed up by Drew Locke. And so that will be, honestly, the this, this, this Seahawks team is a whole new look team. This is an entirely new team. Um, yeah, this is the team that has the biggest roster change in the division with Russell Wilson getting traded to the Broncos. This is definitely the team that compared to last year is going to look the most Yeah, as, as well as recently announced running back Chris Carson is going to be retiring at, I believe, 27 years old. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Chris Carson is a talented guy who just really, really mm-hmm. struggled with injuries. I actually think the Seahawks, though, will will have a pretty good backfield. Yep. They've got Rashad Penny, who has just been perpetually injured, but when he has taken the field, has, has, has been, been very good and obviously was a yeah, he was electric in college at uh San Diego State, I think it was. But the other the other guy they brought in is they drafted pretty high, a uh, rookie Kenny Walker, I think he likes to go by Kenny, and he's a name you're going to hear in your your dynasty fantasy football rookie drafts for sure. He is their other running back, but it's sounding like Penny is going to be the guy. Obviously, DK Metcalf is an electric receiver. We talked about him a bit earlier in the episode. Tyler Lockett, there's a, a good receiving core there and a good coaching staff. I mean, as much as I hate him as a UCLA guy, Pete Carroll knows how to coach a football team. Yeah, Noah Fant is a good tight end there yeah, now as in, well. Uh, and uh, their first yeah, their first pick in the, the 2022 draft, Charles Cross, is their new franchise left tackle. So... And he's a good. He's a, a good lot of young tackle. additions out of out of Ole Miss. I think. He, no, he was Mississippi State. Yeah, I think so. I think it was Mississippi State. Um, I just know Matt Corral. I think was Somewhere one of the one of the better Ole Miss guys, and he Mississippi yeah. State. Yeah. Um, a lot of young, a lot of young talent there now with with Kenneth Walker, Rashad Penny still on the younger side. Uh, no fan, still a younger guy. He's probably going to his fourth maybe fifth season um yeah i don't even know if it's been that yeah long. a lot of the time tight ends have been around longer than we think because their first couple of years seem irrelevant but um i do think even in uh any kind of league you you want a guy like kenneth walker with rashad penny having all of his injuries walker is one of the best running backs uh in the, in that class easily obviously um yeah Defense, uh, for a lot of people who don't know much about football, watch football, Seahawks defense got a lot of guys you don't know about. Um, Jordan Brooks is, I would say, their guy to keep an eye on for their defense. 
Um, he's their new middle linebacker with Bobby Wagner heading to a different team, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, their safeties are still the same with Jamal Adams and Quandre Diggs. So those guys are the the familiar familiar faces in this team in this defense. So yeah, I would uh, if I had to predict, I would say Seahawks get about I don't know. I want to go with four wins, and I I feel bad predicting that the Seahawks get four wins, but I'm looking at their roster and I see Geno Smith and Drew Locke and I go, yep, four seems about right. If, if at best. Yeah. And it's, and it's worth noting that, uh, Geno Smith is supposedly winning that quarterback competition currently. So yeah, I mean, we'll have to talk about the Seahawks again if Jimmy Garoppolo winds up there, but as much as I do like Jimmy, I don't, I don't think he makes that much of a much that much of a difference i don't expect i think i said last season uh this is not your maybe i said it this year this is not your grandma's uh, seattle seahawks these are not the seahawks of 10 years ago that were the 49ers top rival in the division if not the conference um yeah they are they might somehow sneak out a win just because they're well coached and i don't know things go fluky throughout the record books when these teams play but i don't expect them to be a uh a serious contender in the NFC West or yeah. the NFL as a whole. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of change there. So they, they probably do have the most to talk about, but we can move on to, uh, do you want to do the Super Bowl champs? Do you want to do, uh, you know, video game streamer and slash quarterback Kyler Murray? We're doing Cardinals. the latter. I've got them pulled up. I was going in order of what I think the, the division will look like. So we've got the Cardinals now, as Timmy said, Kyler Murray, who just recently signed a very weird <laughs> extension? Um, was it five years? Uh, I think I think six. it was six, or maybe six when you add it on to the the current okay. year's the rookie deal, like one hundred and sixty million guaranteed, two hundred million something. Uh, and and what what Daniel and I have been kind of kind of joking about, if you're not in the the NFL loop in the way we are, um, that sounded very prestigious, very uh, like looking yeah prestigious what i really mean is if you're not constantly refreshing twitter to see nfl if you're, tweets if, if day, you're like not you. addicted but to the nfl and constantly yeah. reading and watching and writing articles and doing mock yeah i'd actually like to be at that level of, <laughs> and of doing NFL mock film. drafts every day of your but, life that's what we meant <laughs> yeah but what what we're joking about is there is an and it's since now been taken out, but there was a clause in Kyler Murray's contract requiring him to spend four hours of independent study. I just did air quotes, um, like watching film and stuff. Basically, it means the Cardinals don't think we're worried he wasn't gonna like pay attention to football when he wasn't at practice, and he's he's a well known avid video game player. So kind of a weird thing to add into the contract. Um, the idea that. Yeah, he's got to do his work, basically, when he's not at the team facilities. Um, It has since been taken out. Kind of been weird. Definitely a little odd of what the Cardinals think of Kyler Murray, but I think they think of him that they just guaranteed him $160 It's a weird relationship. To be honest, yeah. But to be honest, I, as a 49ers fan, Kyler Murray terrifies me. I think the car. I think he's worth every penny the Cardinals just paid him. He's gotten better every year he's been in the NFL. I think he might be held back a little bit by coaching, but I think Kyler Murray is a generational talent at the quarterback position. I think he is maybe the funnest player in the NFL to watch. There's not anyone else who moves the way he does and has the arm talent he has. I, I would pay that guy so much money. Not over. I mean, obviously, I'm a Trey Lance guy now, but I, I think he's worth every penny. And I think a lot of this stuff is blown a little bit out of proportion. I think he's, I think he's going to be very good. 
on the 49ers. On, on, not on the 49ers. On the Arizona Cardinals. While I do but think yeah, there's... Go ahead. No, sorry. I was gonna. I was just gonna start saying. There's been some other uh, roster roster changes there as yeah. well. Yeah, we need to. And to some of it isn't all that good for the Cardinals, where uh, they got another year of James Conner, who actually had a great year last year, surprisingly enough. Yeah, low key. If you're if you're playing fantasy football, draft James Conner. He's gonna. He was good last year. He'll and be he good won't this have year, Chase Edmonds people, think, to really share with. That. I mean, they've got their next running backs are former Chiefs running back Daryl Williams. We got Eno Benjamin there still, and running back they drafted Keontae Ingram. And while some of those guys might contribute, don't think anyone's gonna take the ball from James Conner. So if he can stay healthy, he's gonna have another great year. Uh, came out of Pittsburgh with some injuries, with a lot of injuries, and. Arizona took a chance, and man, they they gambled and won. DeAndre Hopkins, star wide receiver, will be suspended for six games due to performance-enhancing drugs. They recently, well, not that recently, during the draft, they acquired Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, from the Ravens in a draft night trade. Yeah, sent over a first-round yeah. pick for him, and then I think extended yeah. him, too. I got to be honest. I did not think that he has played to first-round pick trade potential. Um, hasn't stayed healthy enough. Yeah. There was a lot of talk about, is Lamar good enough to... Believe played with Kyler in college, too. Okay, I don't think I knew that, so that's cool. I like that. Uh, A.J. Green is the third wide receiver on the death chart. He's still kicking. Um, we'll see how much he contributes this year. I expect a huge jump from yeah, Rondale Moore. Totally. And it's it's worth noting that star receiver uh, DeAndre Hopkins, sorry, apologies if, if we talked about this already, but is going to be out for the first six mm -hmm. games of the season with a PED suspension. Uh, Hopkins is, I honestly think, probably the most just raw, talented receiver in the NFL. What that man can do is just unmatched in terms of contested catches and just raw ability. I love watching DeAndre Hopkins play football and he's going to be out for six games. He claims he never took PEDs, but it seems like the suspension is, is going to happen. So that's probably a reason they brought in, uh, brought in Hollywood. It's a talented receiving core. Um, head coach Cliff Kingsbury, you know, is known as this offensive guru. I don't, I don't think he's that good. The past couple seasons, the Cardinals have started out really hot and faded down the stretch, whether that's because of a lack of adjustments from Cliff or injuries to Kyler. Uh, I think it could be both. If I think it's probably more of an and than an or situation there. So I think they've got some things to work out. But when, when they are firing on all cylinders, I mean, there's a reason they had the best record in the NFL to start the season. I think they started the year 7-0. and they have a generational talent, the quarterback position in Kyler Murray, and they've surrounded him with with talented receivers. Their their defense is pretty solid as well. So they 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 don't not scare me. I like I I think they will be fun for the 49ers to play against. And when they're not playing the 49ers, I will enjoy sitting back and watching Kyler Murray do incredible things. And yeah. Daniel, any any other thoughts on the on the Cardinals before we move over to the to the Rams? I really do think this is a, a phenomenal offense, and not even like I think it's phenomenal even without Kyler. Uh, running back room does scare me even after James Conner, but James Conner has has been a a tough running back to to bet on for his whole career. But tight end Zach Ertz is is older, but still getting it done. They have rookie Trey McBride who. I believe was one of the best projected or the best projected tight end yeah. of the draft. He was, I think he was the highest. I think he was the first tight end picked in the draft and he was definitely projected totally. as, as, and they've the got best. a fantastic offensive line with DJ Humphreys at left tackle. He's been there a long time and is phenomenal. Probably one of the most overlooked 
sorry, under, I guess, underlooked uh, left tackles in the game. Uh, Justin Pugh, left guard, Rodney Hudson, center, veterans. Um, they've been around a long time. They've started a lot of games. Kelvin Beecham, I've just been starting to hear his name more in the last couple of seasons. Maybe that's because I'm paying attention to offensive linemen more. Um, their defense, don't forget that J.J. Watt is in Arizona. So if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a force. Young guys like linebackers, Zaven Collins, Isaiah Simmons, I think after uh, a couple of years getting settled in, they're going to be forces this year. Um, they, yeah. To be honest, my my biggest issue with the Arizona Cardinals is mm-hmm. is the coaching. I just I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury is the guy, and I think I think that is what makes me the most hesitant to to view them as a true as a true NFL contender when they clearly did look that way to start the season last year. So I don't know. Yeah. Just the way they do things seems odd. Um, Isaiah Simmons is the Debo Samuel of defenses, It potentially. Isaiah Simmons lined up from like seven different positions in college. He can play safety, cornerback. He can line up on the line, but truly I think is mainly a linebacker. Um, and so I'm curious to see how they decide to use him. Do they lock him down at a certain spot? Do they play him all over? But uh, he was supposed to be the talk of the town, and uh, – he really is underperformed. Um, we can't end the Cardinals without talking about Buda Baker, one of the best safeties in the league. And, uh, you know, yeah. he's a force. You're going to hear a lot about him this year, even if he's not chasing down DK Metcalf. So, uh, or being chased down, excuse me. Totally. Um, Got to get that right. Yeah, I think I think the Cardinals could be really good. They were for, for times at last season. And I think it's just a can they sustain it and can they overcome the injuries and the lack of adjustments that kind of slowed them down, slowed them down last year. And it's worth noting. I mean, they were in the playoffs. Like they, they lost, they got smoked by the Rams, but it's a pretty, if you make the playoffs, that's a successful season. So the Cardinals are definitely a, a wild card, but if, if they're humming on all cylinders, they can be one of the NFL's best, best offenses for sure. So I think speaking of the NFL's best, that moves us to the 49ers final team in the NFC West. Fine. The team, yeah, the team that I think is the true rival in yes. the division now, the reigning Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. There hasn't been any super crazy change. Last season, obviously, the storyline was that Matthew Stafford was was joining the team, and obviously that took them from a, a good NFL offense to a great NFL offense and a, and a Super Bowl Super Bowl championship in terms of major roster changes. OBJ is currently not on the team. Odell Beckham Jr. Though it sounds like he might be resigning. They brought in Allen Robinson from the bears by all accounts. He has been they're liking lighting him. things up in training camp so far. They're really, really liking him. Robert Woods, who's been there for a long time is, uh, is no longer with the team. I have no idea what they're planning on doing with their running back room. Maybe, Maybe still Cam Akers. Andrew Whitworth is, yes. I think, retired, right? So I'm not sure who. I'm not sure Joe Noteboom for them, but Joe Noteboom. No idea, you, Daniel. Who that and is. then we've got, uh, yeah, don't. But you've got Sean McVay running the offense, and even though Kyle Shanahan owns him the majority of the time, unfortunately not in last year's NFC Championship, he is one of the NFL's nfl's great mind aaron donald is back to run it back thought there were rumors he might retire but unfortunately the nfl's best defensive player uh, is still on the 49ers yeah, i wish he retired so yeah the rams scare me the rams all the rams 49ers games are going to be must see tv 
There's no reason the Rams should not be a legitimate NFL title contender again this year. Daniel, how do we feel about the Rams? I feel like the Rams are, this is going to sound more of a dig than it really is or it should be. I feel like the Rams are a team where they've got a lot of big names. So it's like you got, they got a, a lot of top tier guys and then a lot of bottom tier guys. And it's not just because they got a lot of names I don't truly know. Um, but that seems to be what they do is is load up with big names. I think that's why they got Odell. Um, part Allen Robinson was a guy who people have been dogging on the last two years and are not as big of fans as they should be. And I'm excited for him to get that straight this year. Um, coaches love Allen Robinson, and I hear that they love him even more than they thought they would. So uh, Matthew Stafford just has been great his whole career, but once he's actually on a, even a half-decent team, the Rams are way more than a half-decent team, but he finally has an opportunity to shine, and he sure did, and he will continue to. So I'm, I think the Rams' offense will be incredible still. I'm curious to see how this offensive line continues to play, uh, but a lot of weapons, a lot of weapons, and I, I truly think they will sign Odell. Uh, Van Jefferson is battling a, a pretty big knee injury, and I think they're going to sign Odell for what will be what will seem like a very small Odell contract. Um, and then this defense, this is a defense that has Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, and guys like Leonard Floyd and Taylor Rapp are phenomenal as well. So this is this is a very scary defense. Um, especially if you're in, in front of the, some of these guys. So, yeah, this is absolutely the Niners' rival, um, beating the Rams in both regular season games last year was amazing. Um, and we need to not take that for granted and understand how how fun and special that is. And we'll see if we can do that again. Uh, playing the Rams, I think, is a true test of, of the Niners, and it, it's a true, accurate representation to see what the Niners look like. Totally. Yeah, this is like like we said, this is the 49ers rival. This is the big one. And these games are going to be fun. This team is going to be scary. There's no they go all in every year and they've managed to kind of pioneer this new this new style of of NFL team management where you you say F them picks and you you go all in. So I'm excited to I mean, I'm excited to play the Rams. And yeah, they they terrify me, even though the 49ers have seemed to own them for a while. Um, I don't know how long that can continue. So that that is scary to me, but I'm I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the 49ers division. Daniel, you want to wrap things up with a quick a quick run through the next 49 49ers next four games just to kind of kind of see what that's going to talk about what that's going to look like and round out uh and do our our weekly schedule prediction that we like to do. Uh, we do love to do that. Um, do, where we leave off? I believe we're at. I want to say we are at week nine, which I believe is coming off the LA Rams to the Los Angeles. Uh, week Chargers. nine is bye week, and then week ten is Chargers. So yes, sorry, week ten is. The I Chargers. just want to say I believe week nine phenomenal week to have a bye week. Love that we've got week nine. Um, that's great. Moving on to week ten, uh, we are home against the Chargers. This is the game that I am trying to go to this year. Um. Chargers kind of somewhat are my second favorite team. I picked a, an AFC team to root for, and they are it. Um, 
one of my best friends went to University of Oregon. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Herbert and we'll go with the Chargers. And that'll be a fun game to watch Bosa play Bosa. You know, sadly, they're both defense, so they will not line up against each other. But maybe for for kicks and giggles, they will do that. Uh, put one of the brothers out there for an offensive snap. That'd be awesome. Um, but that'll be a good yeah. game. That's going to be a really tough game. And then, and uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Gosh, I mean, I'm you've trying got to think of what way Herbert, this this will go. NFL's truly, truly incoming star quarterback. So that is going to be fun to watch. And yeah, I don't know, Daniel, what do you, what do you expect to come away from with this team? I feel like the chargers are kind of the darling of the NFL media right now, but I'm not sure they've, they've fully earned it. Um, anyone, anyone got any, any thoughts? I mean, Daniel, any, any final thoughts? What do we think is going to happen? I would say you're right that they're seeming like the darling of the NFL, but, uh, I would, I might say, I might believe that they're closer than you believe. Um, I'm trying to remember how many games we've we've given the Niners. How many of they've lost? Um, yeah, we are we are predicting a very uh, I know for the 49ers so, so far. It's almost like we're biased. It's almost like we're biased. So uh, we play the Rams twice very early. That's not as fun. We won't have an end of the year matchup against them. So, um, yeah, that's I'm just I'm gonna go that. I'm gonna go with a loss here. Um, I would love to be wrong. I'm honestly just giving a loss because we can't win them all. And uh, I think we're going to win a lot of these games. So yeah. I'll give it a loss here. I think that's the third loss we've given. I think we might have said we'll lose to the Chiefs in one of the Rams games. Otherwise, we should not be losing too many of these yeah. games. Um, week 11 at Arizona Cardinals. I I think that we just talked about the Cardinals, so we can probably keep it sweet. I I think that might be a loss for the 49ers. I think the Cardinals, if they can kind of sustain what they did last year, I I think I might want to predict that one as a 49ers loss. I go with uh, a 49er win here. Um, I think the Cardinals are a good team, but I think the last last year we played them twice, and we did not win each time, but uh, we certainly did well with Kyler, and I think now actually having a – a quarterback who can fight back with that deep ball and answer some touchdowns. I think that we'll be able to take sure. that. I, I'm just thinking back to specifically. Sure. Rushing quarterbacks just kind of yes. scare me for, for the totally. But now we've got a little bit more of more of one to argue back with. Um, so I'm going to go with a yeah, win. That's go totally true win here. Um, I think that Trey's going to have a All lot right. of fun playing Kyler. Yeah, so that's uh, that's Chargers and Cardinals. Now we go in to the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston heading the team. Sean Payton no longer the head coach. That's that's big news there. I I think the 49ers will beat the Saints. I think there's a world in which the Saints are a good team, but it's not the world that I really see coming to fruition this fall. So I, I think the 49ers are going to walk away from that one with a win. But I don't know. Daniel, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the Saints really are in this weird middle ground where they've got – they have a lot of their same stars. Uh, Michael Thomas is obviously not the guy he used to be. Um, uh, I just keep hearing I want Drew Brees to, to, to be here. I'm like, oh, that's not him anymore. Um, Alvin Kamara has been getting a lot of – a lot of uh, – Guys thinking that he's not as good, and sh- sure, he's getting older, and 
Yeah, there's also a potential potential suspension there as well for Kamara coming in from an incident at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas last year. Ah. There was a uh, an altercation slash I think Alvin Kamara beat a guy up at a bar. Uh, not a good look for Kamara. So there's a chance that that turns into a suspension. Rumor is it might actually not be a suspension until next year, but that is definitely something to worth to keep yeah. an eye on. Um, still got a pretty good defense. Uh, signed Tyron Matthew this offseason, so it only got better. They did lose, um, is it Teron Armstead? Is that how you say it? Yes, Teron yeah, Armstead. Armstead on the on, to, to the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. He's now their left tackle, so they still have. I I also think a storyline that hasn't been talked about really well is I think the Saints could have a pretty scary uh, wide receiver room. You've got a guy like Chris Olave, the rookie, joining the fold. Uh, Jarvis Landry is now now on the team. If he could be healthy, that's that could be that could be a little scary, I think. And then add in the fact that. You know, Michael Thomas might actually be back to full health in the first for the first time in a couple years. That's uh, that's scary to me. So I I could see that being a uh, pretty scary wide receiver room. And and Jameis, you know, he he can open up an offense, even though he doesn't always make the best decisions and he throws a lot of picks. He can also air it out. So there is a a world in which that turns into an a an offense that uh, has a lot of high high value plays. I think is one way to think. Yeah. About it with probably a sprinkling of interceptions. I, I see what you're saying. I think that, and I get that. I just think that the Saints themselves, but especially guys like Jameis, Jarvis Landry, uh, Michael Thomas, I really am excited about Chris Olave. Um, but those are guys where I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm not going to take the chance uh, in a fantasy perspective. I'm going to wait to, they have to prove it first. The most likely someone will take the chance, so I'll miss out, but that's somewhere I'll probably be okay missing out. But in a in a a true game, I'm I'm betting against them every time until I start losing a lot of money. Um, so I think that's a pretty I wouldn't say pretty easy Niners win, but I do think that they will walk away with a win on this one. Um, yeah, I agree. I think I think it's a 49ers win yeah. for the Saints, but I I do think the Saints could could make a little more noise than people are people. I, are I totally agree with that, especially in their division with the Falcons and Panthers. So I think the Saints, record wise, are going to look a lot better than they might actually be. Um, that takes yep, us into I totally totally think that that makes takes sense. us into Week 13. One of my games I'm most excited for this. Uh, uh, off season. No, this is very much in the middle of the regular season. Is home against the Dolphins. This is the other game I really want to go to. Uh, I would love to see how the Dolphins are shaping out uh, with the newly. They have a lot of Mike with, McDaniel. I was say so many newly acquired people. Mike McDaniel running that offense. Uh, took Raheem Mostert with him. Uh, took Trent Sherfield with him. Um, to Ron Armstead. Got Tyreek right? Hill. Uh, who else? There's there's so many additions in Miami. Miami is very much a new look offense, defense team as a whole. Um, they've brought a yep. whole team with 1, them. One thousand percent. Probably the team actually in the NFL that has the most changes potentially, or at least changes of a lot of substance or weight to them. Um, yes, but the thing to remember, the thing that did not change, is that Tua Tungavailoa is still the starting quarterback. I'm actually not anti-Tua. I, I mean, he's one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. I think there's a scenario where he doesn't get into uh, – where like he could be good is what I'm trying to say. I think there's a world in which Tua is a good quarterback. However, 
similar to what I said earlier with the Saints, I don't really think that's going to be the world we live in. So I I don't expect the Dolphins to be to be particularly good. I think there's going to be flashes of what I think Mike McDaniel is going to be a good head coach. I think there's going to be flashes of the offense he can create. But because of Tua, I think they're not going to really hit that high high potential. So I I think because of that, I'm I'm leaning towards them uh them not being the best. Yeah. I'm leaning towards. The 49ers have an easy win. I'm certainly leaning I'm certainly leaning towards the Niners having a win here. But I would argue that yes, Tua is still the, still the quarterback, but that there has been a change. And even if that's just a change in the media, uh that Tua has improved and he will improve this year, and that could just be the media saying that. So very as you said, very similar to the Saints, I'm not buying in completely on Tua. I must say, I actually did make a trade in in a dynasty league that Timmy and I are in to acquire Tua, and that was quite literally because I needed. We have a two quarterback league, and I needed a third one. Daniel, are you a member of Tua Non? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I would like to not be, and if that means I have to trade him to not be, um, I will be looking for another third quarterback. Um. But again, I, I just a lot of new additions. Excited to see how this team does. Excited to see how Mike McDaniel does. I'm tired of people leaving the Niners uh, that we like. But, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this one. I think they will be a good team. So just a fun game to see. And Tyreek being in a new uniform and at Levi's is exciting. So good yeah. ones. I- it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm very very curious what happens with that offense, but I think I'm predicting a 49ers win. Are we on the same? Yeah, page I think there? we're. Are we? We tracked this better last year. Are we at nine and three currently. Week one win. Week two win. Yeah, I, I think I think that sounds right. I think we predicted a loss to the Rams. A loss to the loss. Chiefs and Chargers, I believe. I think a lot. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Nine and three—that's a uh, pretty great record, and I hope I hope we're right. Yeah, especially heading into the last few weeks of the season, it does get uh, it gets a little easier, honestly, because we you got the Buccaneers next, and you got some not so good teams, and you finish with the Cardinals. Um, so honestly, we have a a tougher schedule early on, um, with our division rivals, the Rams, being both early on games. Yeah. And as we say every time, it's going to be a really, really fun season. And we are so excited that we are going to get to be a part of it with you here at 49ers Unrestricted. So I think it's I think it's time for us to wrap up. But listeners, thank you for tuning in today. I believe we will be back next week with a new episode instead of our usual every other week cadence. You're going to get a little little bonus episode sprinkled in as a little thank you for being a great. Oh, you're so base. welcome. Yeah, Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel, any parting thoughts to the listeners out there? It is time to get excited, people. Things are happening. Football yes, is, is. coming. Um, we're excited to see what takes place. And uh, yeah, it's it's time to get ready for the 49ers. Trey is, is Buy your out. Trey jerseys. It's Trey Lance season. Buy them before the season gets started. Oh, I bought mine. I bought mine. Good. But yeah, listeners, thanks for tuning in. And uh, stay safe out there, everyone. And we will see you next week.